This is the Three to Win Podcast, sharing optimal steps to win your day, month, and year. Your money and your life are like crossroads, and when they meet, true success can be discovered. Our Real Talk conversations are about creating fulfillment throughout your life's journey. And now, here is the Life Architecture team. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Three to Win podcast. This is Rich Blooney, one of your hosts, and I am joined by the amazing and formidable John F. Kennedy and Ooh. also the talented and extremely flexible Matt Marcoux. Matt is okay. Matt can do Our introductions are getting stranger <laughs> by the episode. Very flexible. That because that is only because you have me doing the introductions and you guys asked me to do it. So you get what you get. We're gonna have to take this over. Have- We're gonna have to take this over somewhere. <laughs> Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, we are grateful for every one of you that have tuned into this. If this is your first time joining us, welcome and thanks for being here. Three to Win is all about ways to make your life better, your relationships better, yourself better, and maybe even your finances better. We'd love to talk about everything and we try as best we can to try to bring some stuff that you might like to think about as a business person, as a, as a family member, as a loved one, or just as a plain and simple, amazing human being. Today, we're going to talk about something that we think that y'all might be able to relate to just a bit. It's about shifting the way we work when the way we work has shifted. I don't know if you've noticed, but... We're full of shift lately, aren't we? There's quite a bit of that going on. The shift has hit the fan. The shift has hit the fan, S-H-I-F-T. Yes, it has. Things are a little different right now. But you know what? One of the things that we really want to bring out when we talk to you all is we want to be able to take some things that might be uncomfortable, things that might even feel a little negative, things that might be a little trying, things that might be swinging like Tarzan on your last nerve, and try to figure out some ways that we can look at it from a different perspective and try to add to that. So certainly in my world with what I do most of my life and in the world of of Matt and John's and the finance world, what they do, there's been quite a bit of shift. You guys, would you say that in the world, and not everybody listening might be in the finance world, but everybody listening has got their mind on their money and their money on their mind. You guys finding that what's going on in your world has shifted did a little bit? Well, my, my big shift is I have a bunch of new coworkers now. I've got a three and a half year old, a nine month old, and a 10 year old dog. These are my coworkers now. These are my, <laughs> this, this is my people. <laughs> they are. Yeah, I, I found myself eating my lunch today and I was like, where am I going to go? I guess I'm just going <laughs> to sit outside because I'm not going to sit inside. I've been inside all day. I need to go like see the sun and lots the of clouds and yeah lots for of walks. Are, for, for for those of you that might have young children i don't i don't know if anybody or or have grandchildren you might know the the tv show bubble guppies and i always think about like when it's <laughs> it's it's like time to go outside they're like outside 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 everybody outside and i can just see like matt like grabbing his little like pre-made pb and j like those little frozen ones out of the freezer that he's defrosted walking out in the back and uncrustable those are called uncrustable. today today was no today was a grilled cheese sandwich uh doritos and an apple so very well but, now here's an important question before we get into our topic at hand do you put the doritos in the grilled cheese sandwich and then grill it <laughs> no it is a Good. tomato and grilled cheese sandwich and tomatoes. Uh, you, right. throw, you throw some tomatoes and a little bit of mustard and uh yeah I'm just gonna let I'm it's just really going to let you know as I'm just going to let you know as the elder of this group that the next time you make your grilled cheese sandwich Matt you need to get the bread crunch some Doritos in the bread <laughs> put the cheese then grill the sandwich 
you'll thank me later. All right. <laughs> it so, speaks from life experience. Life experience. So let's talk a little bit about this. Guys, what are you finding right now for you? What do you want to talk about as it relates to shift? How has the shift in how you do your work, how is that change? What are you doing with that? How can you talk to our audience about maybe some ways they can learn from what you've done, what you've experienced and what you've seen? Yeah, that, that's a good one, Rich. Um, you know, what we have found, especially in, in John and myself's business working in the finance world is that it, certainly right now, people want to talk about their money, right? And so, especially right around mid-March when things were really at its, at its peak of craziness, um, you know, for our business, people, people wanted to talk to us and we wanted to talk to them. It was so important to have a dialogue during that time. There was so much emotion happening that our, we find our, ourselves a lot of the time removing the emotion from the conversation and looking at it mathematically. So anyways, a lot of clients want to talk to us. And so one of the ideas that we had was the way we were going to do our shift is that, you know, we're so used to this nine to five schedule, this Monday through Friday, nine to five, that's when business gets done. But in this new era that we're in, it, it just wasn't good enough. You know, nine to five for our clients meant that they were doing their job. And if they had kids at home, uh, you know, doing also being a teacher at the same time. So when, when are they going to have time to have a conversation about their finances and being super proactive? So one of the things we decided to do was we opened our schedule up to nights and weekends, right? And this is something we had not done in the past. Nights and weekends are reserved for ourselves, our family time. That's our time to recoup. But what we were finding is that, listen, we were spending a lot of time with our family during that nine to five. They were on the other side of that office door or, you know, in John's case, you know, we're running in and out of the office. Uh, and so we decided, listen, let's open up our hours. Let's have some, you know, eight and nine o'clock meeting times available. Let's do some Saturdays and Sundays. And we had, a, you know, a handful of clients that just found, were just so appreciative that we were taking time out of what was normally considered our personal time and opening it up to business. Uh, but for us, it was a rationalization. That this is a shift. This is a different mindset that we needed to be in. And uh, it was just received so well from, from those people. And they were just so appreciative. Can I add to that too, Matt, that communication just really matters at a time like this, especially when we can't see each other as much. You know, you, you want to make sure you're over communicating. And in our industry, um, you know, you've got two different types of uh, professionals, those who bury their head in the sand and are a bit of afraid to be talking to clients when, you know, things have really gone haywire, both in the markets, in the economy, with their jobs, whatever. I mean, we've, we've navigated so many different types of conversations. Um, or on the flip side, you, you really lean into that and you find ways to over communicate and be available for people. And if, you know, what, what I've found, um, from, from our clients is they all have a lot of grace because they're all dealing with the same thing. So, if my daughter is in the background, I mean, I, I, I had a call one time, really important call. And, you know, I started it with, it was after hours and uh, it was on a weekend. And I kind of started it with like, hey, I hope you don't mind. I'm pushing my daughter on the swing right now. I'm fully in tune with our conversation. She's just kind of happily playing on the swing. But you might hear like laughter in the background. You might hear some wind because you know, we're outside. And, she, you know, she, she just had such grace with that. She's like, of course, I appreciate that you're talking to me on Saturday. I, that's, that's totally fine. So I think it's, it's nice to see that from a lot of people. But over communication now more than ever really, really matters, especially with what we do. 
Well, and don't you think that in some ways, John, like in that example that you gave, you're talking to a client or for those of us that are, those of our listeners that are listening that maybe don't have quote unquote clients, but you have customers or you have, you know, the people that you serve or whatever. Don't you think that, you know, having Ella, the sweet little girl and her laughter in the background and you're, you know, you're being authentic and you're telling someone, here's the deal. Here's what's going on. You know, my kid is here right now and this is what I'm doing. Did you find that and, and you may have kind of alluded to this indirectly or directly, but did you, did you find that almost in a way people kind of enjoyed that a little bit? Yeah. Cause they want to see that side of you anyway. You know, Matt and I are always buttoned up and professional when we have our meetings in the office. So they got to see a different side of us, not a non-professional side, just the more human element. And that's kind of what I meant that, you know, a lot of people that we work with, they had grace in these conversations. If there was a kid crying in the background, you know, it's, it's always sweet when she's laughing in the background. You haven't seen her be a three, three-nager. Is that what it's called? A three-nager? I've never heard that, that, that but that sounds sometimes. good. That sounds great. A three-nager. <laughs> I love that. I think that people appreciate it because I think a lot of them um, uh, were finding that their, their life has shifted as well. You know, I'm sure a lot of them were in situations where what their norm wasn't the norm, you know, and, and their priorities, priorities are different. I mean, when the world takes a shift everybody's priorities get a little bit, a little bit different. And unfortunately, some people's priorities go in one direction. Some people's priorities go in another. I, I think that's great. So you guys are both finding in both of your worlds in the finance world that some shift took place you, and the way you worked kind of changed. Did you see without calling out anybody, did you kind of see um, maybe some folks in your world didn't really shift so well with this? Yeah, I, I think the, I don't know what the average age of a, you know, someone in the financial services or like the financial advising industry is, but it's definitely older than us. And so <clears throat> how business used to be done was with filing cabinets and like hard paper and all this stuff. And so, uh, you know, we, servers, then like those machines with the reels that, that are just going <laughs> at all times. I don't even know what they're doing. They just... <laughs> You've never seen like pictures of that, like just real spinning. And what was the thing? Wait, what was the thing? Like that's, I remember in the old movies, it was like a glass bubble and there was a ticker that came out of yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Some people are still using those, Rich. Yes. That, I think that's what John's <laughs> point is, is that the shift needs to change. Well, so, and, yep. we, and, we've, and we've heard that from people where they're working from home. And in fact, think early on when we went through the lockdown and, and if you couldn't get to your office, um, what you know if you had your their contact information like something as simple as their phone number you couldn't even get a hold of them and we've heard that from some other people in our industry where production and productivity just kind of flatlined because they didn't have much of an ability to work from from their home whereas you know i mean we've we've spent a lot of time before all this not because we predicted a, a you know any of this by any means but we spent a lot of time being on a more virtual platform i guess virtual is the right word but just being able to work from anywhere um because we again and, 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 yeah no go ahead rich no no i was gonna say and it's really the ability to bounce back and forth that's yeah. what i think this is probably the biggest thing that when you when you say that you know shifting the way we work when the way we work has shifted like it can bounce back the other way i mean god forbid there's some like you know, EMP strike that takes out the internet, you guys are also going to be able to be able to work with your clients because you are going to have some stuff that's, you know, maybe off the grid or you are, you are going to have some stuff. I think it's, it's really, I mean, it, not being ridiculous or being silly, but if this has taught us anything, it's taught us that we have to have the ability 
to be able to shift back and forth and do what we do differently because the world around us might change and the way that we did things on Monday isn't the way that we can do things on Wednesday. Absolutely. And, and you know, Matt, Matt kind of serving as our, what should we, our chief tech officer. Yeah. As our chief tech officer, you know, he's really helped us kind of lean in on figuring some of those things out. Like you alluded in the last, in the last podcast we did about Google and how we've, yeah. how we've implemented that. Yeah, it's just, it's just incredible. The platform, you know, again, we're not uh, paid advertisers for them, but, uh, you know, just the <laughs> yeah, platform. Yeah. Let's be clear. Has just, yeah, it's just so robust and it, it's really just allowed us to reconstruct our business, uh, you know, and, and have secure, safe systems um, and just so many different tools that have allowed us. You know, and we have staff. So this isn't just, you know, a two-man show. We have, you know, our, we have an assistant in Tampa, assistant in New York, assistant in West Palm, um, one here locally in Orlando. So, I mean, we... we have been able to to do this and build this in such a way and it it just i mean randomly it just paid off the fact that everything was shut down yet our business didn't have a single glitch at all it was it was really um really seamless i guess was that transition now that's one thing though for the finance world how is someone who's a public speaker um (laughs) and used to being in front of people in a world where there's no one showing up to these convention centers anymore, how how is that? I mean, how has that changed your life? You know, at first it was, you know, it's been really, it's been really difficult. It's been quite a challenge. It's it's taken the, you know, it, the rugs kind of been whipped out from underneath me, just like with a lot of people. I think a lot of people can relate to maybe having jobs or work that was um, person to person. So even if I just took what I did and made it anything, any kind of job that is really dependent upon being in front of other people or having other people interact with you. What I think what I've learned is that there's ways to do what I do in such a way that I can reach more people. You know, even having this podcast, you know, this podcast, you know, when we look at some of our numbers, you know, we're seeing thousands of people listening to this. Well, certainly I, you know, have opportunities from time to time frequently where I'm speaking in front of thousands of people sometimes. Um, it's really neat to think that a message or a deliverable, or for those of us that, those of you that are listening that aren't speakers, you know, or don't do that, um, your product, your deliverable, whatever it could be, if you could find a way to do it in such a way that it can have even more impact. So rather than being like, oh, woe is me, I, you know, I'm not going to be able to go to such and such a conference in Phoenix now, it's how can I create some, something that's a virtual content that somebody can utilize that might reach thousands of people? Or for me, and we joked around on previous podcasts about me being on TikTok, which is you know, an entertainment app, but you know, I've decided to use it both to be entertaining and silly and funny, but also at the same time to put out some inspirational and some thought-provoking and and some fun messages. So I think for me, it's realizing that sometimes shift forces you to do things in a different way. And if you're wise and if you try to open your mind, it gives you the ability to have more of an impact or to be able to reach more people. And that might not be virtual. For those people that might, you know, have a pizzeria or, or might have a, you know, a, a product line or, or whatever. Maybe it has nothing to do with being virtual, but maybe it's like, how can I now do this same work, do the same job? But if you take away you know, this component of it, what does it grow? You know, they, they always say, and, and this may be incorrect information, and if it's just mythology, I apologize. 
but but oftentimes i've i've heard it said that when a sense is dulled other senses kind of sharpen so that let's say a person that can see that can hear that can speak that if they're put in a, a situation where they're blindfolded and i recall and i can't remember what the book was that i read but it, it was a, a book of, of a soldier that was a prisoner of war who was blindfolded for long periods of time and if i remember correctly in the story he was sharing that he felt that his sense of hearing became so acute and so strong because the other sense was dimmed he couldn't see that he could hear the captors out in the hallway he could hear the other prisoners in their cells whereas before he wasn't aware of that i sometimes wonder if even in business or in life when you dull down something or when something is either taken away from you or locked up or changed if it doesn't give you the opportunity to sharpen the other senses that's really uh, that's really an interesting point. I never even thought I, about that. All I was thinking the whole time with this is that I have really big ears, and I used to get made fun of growing up that yeah. I could hear really well. And call me Dumbo. That's not. So what you're saying is I needed to blindfold myself to really increase my level of hearing. No, you were okay because your ears were so big. You need to. <laughs> So that you're, you're, I think my ears are bigger than your ears. And you know nah. what? You're, you wear it well, big guy. You wear it Thanks. well. Thanks, buddy. So, but what would you guys say? I mean, for you, um, you know, Matt, I, what, what I got from what you said, if I can, I, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but I kind of got from you that you really learned how to adjust your time. But at the same time, it sounded like you found some good in this because you were maybe forced with the lockdown to work more at home and you have a, an amazing wife and, and two just incredible and lovable little kids. Were you able to maybe find this adjusting of your time also helped you maybe strengthen that relationship muscle a little bit? Were there things that you're doing differently now as far as quality and quantity of time with your family? Yeah, it is. You know, I, I've taken, I can't count how many weekday, midday bike rides I've taken with my son. Uh, and he just loves it. I mean, he basically learned how to remove training wheels over the pandemic. I mean, I'm going to look back yeah. on this in time and think what, you know, you think that's like such a milestone in a kid's life is when they stop using training wheels. It happened because every day we would go for a bike ride. And finally he was like, daddy, take these things off. And he got his new bike in, um, he actually got his new bike for his birthday, which is in February. Um, and his new bike was his big boy bike, right? His, his old bike was, you know, had the training wheels and, and all that stuff. And he was ready for his big boy bike. And it, all this happened during this time. So I've been taking these bike rides. Um, my mom lives and his grandmother lives three miles away. So we've ridden from our house using, we have trails and things here in central Florida um, to, to grandma's house on his bike. I mean, something we, it would probably take in months and months and months because we were only riding on weekends or when I had a free moment. And, um, you know, because I was shifting the way that I was working, again, opening up nights, opening up weekends, um, and just being around all the time, I needed to get out of my office just for my mental capacity. And so I, I'm going to look back on this time and think, man, that was, that was, it was something that was not, the uh, pandemic was obviously not good and we don't wish this ever to happen again, but, uh, the, the good that came from it has, has, um, hasn't really well, sunk in yet, I guess. You know, it's, it's interesting because your kids are, are younger than your son's younger than my, my middle son, who's mm -hmm. now 11, but he, he had no interest in riding a bike. He just didn't want to do it. And during this pandemic, he, he too, and it was really kind of interesting. It was amazing, actually. Within 15 minutes of, of our second day, he 
no training wheels. I mean, he had no, he didn't have training wheels on the bike, but I mean, I was running behind him, holding yeah. on to it. But, but the same thing happened with him. And, and it kind of makes me kind of think of this in an almost more symbolic way that these difficult times, these shifting times have probably caused a lot of people to take their training wheels off. It's probably caused a lot of people to strip themselves of things that they once depended upon to hold them up that weren't there anymore. Probably caused a lot of people to have to do things that they thought they couldn't do before. And now they could just because they were challenged in a different way. I think, honestly, this training wheel thought for me is probably symbolic of the bigger picture. Well, I guess, you know, working virtually could either be your weakness or your strength, which is, you know, we kind of, I'm alluding to like the previous podcast that we talked about this, but, you know, getting to use this as an opportunity and look at it kind of like glass half full, Matt, like you're talking about. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the blessing of being home more and having more time with family and being able to work more efficiently despite everything going on is, is very bad, of course, but you do want to, you know, you do want to find the light and the goodness in, in cert, certain circumstances. And that's what it was, which by the way, um, you know, Ella's only three and a half, but, and she's not riding a bike without training wheels, but we did, we also learned how to ride a bike, but at least awesome. with training wheels. But it's funny that all three of us, all <laughs> of our kids learned on, you know, on our on the same street, cause we're all neighbors. They all learn how to ride their bikes yeah. during, during the pandemic. And John, for you, it sounds like, you know, with what you're talking about, did this whole shift, you know, make efficiency become something that you had to, you had to sharpen your efficiency sword, if you will? Yeah, I mean, I, I've, we've talked about this a lot, which is why, you know, we've been moving our, our business to be in a more virtual way. Um, but in the next 10 years, we sort of feel like the workplace and the work environment was going to be um, you know, have a more virtual presence. And this presented an opportunity to kind of prove what we had been putting together to do that. And so, you know, we do like Matt, you know, alluded to, we have a very formidable team. We have, we have employees that um, across the country, really. Um, and, you know, we use being virtual as an opportunity to, to be more efficient with our communications, with our team meetings and prove that we could still keep collaboration and team culture and, and energy high. Like, you know, when you, when you talk about like team culture within a company, you always think like that only exists for companies that have employees inside of a four walls, inside of an office space. And, you know, I think we're living proof that that's not necessarily the case. I think a lot of companies and a lot of people are finding that out to be true right now as well. And so, yeah, for me, working more efficiently has certainly been, you know, the byproduct of everything going on, being more available, like Matt said, but you know, like I alluded to before, like, it's just, it is a blessing to be able to be home more and see my kids. I get to end a meeting, walk out of the meeting, you know, walk out of my office and my daughter goes, daddy's home from work today. And I'm like, I walked like four steps down the hallway. Like it, I, I didn't, you know, I'm working in my home office and I get to have lunch with her. She th- like, she thinks that's so cool. And, and so do I. Well, the one, the one interesting thing about when you think about the word shift is it's different than the word, well, at least how I, how I, kind of put it in my own way change is when something is maybe a different situation whereas i think shift means you're a different person so somebody can change their clothes or change the paint color of their house but they're still in the same neighborhood and they're still the same person but a shift is different than a surface change a shift is when you have now 
become something different. Something in your world has occurred. So now who you are has morphed, has turned into, you know, something different. Like you can change your clothes, but you don't shift your clothes. You know, you shift your attitude, you shift your perspective, you shift your beliefs. And, and I think for all of us, I, I think everybody listening, if, if nothing else, I hope that this kind of, or these tough days, and there's a lot, I mean, you know, we, we've got all, all the things that are happening in our world right now from, pan, you know, at the time that we're recording this, you know, you know, pandemics and, and, you know, you know, horrible things that have, that have happened. And if anything, it's not enough just to change, but it's more important that, that we truly do shift, that we become, that we become different, that we move from being one way to being another way. And, you know, also being sensitive to the fact that some people listening guys, they might not have shifted how they work. They may not be working right now. I right. mean, they, they might've been furloughed or laid off. They might've had to close their mom and pop business because of various reasons. There's a lot of things that are happening lately that are affecting small businesses. Um, some pretty scary things. And how do we give hope to those people? Somebody that might be listening that maybe isn't just working from home, but maybe is not working at all. You know, this, this situation is going to cause them quite a bit of turmoil in their life. What do you see as an opportunity for someone like that? And I mean, obviously our area of expertise is not human resources and, and all those kinds of things, but just you two as small business owners and, and as entrepreneurs, and, and certainly from my, my perspective from trying to provoke different ways of thinking, what would, you, uh, what would you tell somebody that's in that situation right now? Well, you know, we, we obviously, I think I alluded to this before, we've talked with a lot of different clients that are in a lot of different scenarios and we have, we are having those discussions right now where, you know, they, they're less worried about the portfolio or the market because their income was cut in half. Or, you know, I have another client of mine whose company basically said, we need you to keep working um, and we're going to withhold payroll for the next three months and, you know, see how that, see how that pans out. And if we have revenues, then we can back pay you that money. And if not, sorry. So that's, those are really tough situations. I think for us, we kind of lean back into creating a plan, being prepared, having your emergency bucket and your emergency savings. And I know I'm, I'm just shifting into planner mode. Um, but it, it's so important to have some kind of fallback, some kind, you know, whether, you know, like it, it's a crisis budget or an emergency an emergency bucket. You, you need those things, right, Matt? Yeah, this is this is why we do planning. This is why planning is important. It, did we see a pandemic coming down the, the pike? Absolutely not. Do we need to have a, a, you know, a savings account with fixed expenses being set aside? Yes. Do we need to be able to buckle down that budget when things started to get really crazy? Yes. You know, we really found that, that we really had two distinct groups of people when we started talking to our clients. Those that were being inconvenienced by this and those that were being impacted by this. And it was a really, it was a really separate line. You know, some people were like, yeah, I'm getting my paycheck and work from home. Everything's fine. And others, especially we have a couple clients that own small businesses. One is doing party rental um, supply. I mean, owns a warehouse, 20 employees, 
they do party rentals. I mean, that's what they do. Is anyone having a party right now? No. I can't even imagine when the next party is going to start. When's that next wedding going to happen? That's, that's a business that, you know, but we, you know, we did planning. We, we try to make sure that, hey, there's, there's a contingency plan for that. So go ahead, John. Well, I was going to say too, you know, we've seen a lot of business owners, you know, be impacted to the point where their revenues are down 70, 80, 90%. Um, and I think, it, you know, Matt and I were talking with, uh, with an attorney who has a pretty prevalent practice and he basically sit, like identified, they've got this huge office, beautiful office. And they said, well, we don't need that. You know, part of the shift that they've had is recognizing that the virtual workplace is here in 2020. You know, like I said earlier, we kind of thought this was something we were planning for in the next decade as we slowly progressed into this idea as a, as a country, as an economy, as a workforce. And we're seeing business owners make that adjustment right now in real time that they're going to downshift their office. They're just going to have one meeting center instead of having this big, beautiful office that everybody can come to because they learned in the last 90 days that people can effectively work well in a virtual setting. If nothing else, I think a lot of us have, have had the training wheels taken off. And Amen. a lot of us Amen. have gotten on that bike and have fallen and it's hurt. You know, there's been a lot of skinned knees, a lot of bruised elbows. But the one thing that shift teaches you is that you can do more than you believed you could do before the shift happens. You know, until the training wheels come off, that child cannot maybe even imagine they're going to be able to ride that bike and balance it and get down that street. They feel the the loving hands of a loved one holding on to the back of the seat of that bicycle as they go down the street and the heart's filled with fear and it's pounding fast and they're excited. And the first few times, maybe it just doesn't feel like it's going to happen. Then all of a sudden they look up at at their mom or their dad or their grandma or their grandpa or their aunt, their uncle or their older brother or sister, and they're running next to them and they're looking at them and they're saying, look, you got it, you're doing it. And before you know it, you're flying down the street and, and man, you've done something you didn't think you could do before. And I think our greatest hope is for everybody who's experiencing some shift right now, everybody who's experiencing that feeling of, oh my gosh, like my training wheels are gone. We hope you find that balance. We hope that you find some people around you that can help you to plan for where you're at now, but maybe plan for the future. And we hope that you're taking this opportunity, if you are fortunate enough to still be employed and still having this, this chance to work from home, that you're, you're building those relationships and you're connecting to those people and you're taking care of yourself and you're taking care of the people that are around you. you know. As tough as these times are, you're probably tougher than you can imagine. So we hope that you got a little bit out of this. We hope we've helped you shift a little bit. And if nothing else, uh, we're grateful that you're here. We're grateful that you listened. We're grateful every time you share these podcasts. We're grateful for your downloads. We're grateful for your subscriptions and your wonderful ratings. Thank you on behalf of John, Matt, and myself for being here. We hope you'll tune in again real soon for another Three to Win podcast. Until then, you have an amazing day. Thanks for listening. Three to Win is a podcast for the high-achieving self-starter that understands there has got to be a better way to maximize their potential. You can help us create impact by sharing this with a friend or rating and reviewing our podcast.